The following program is a production of Beach Booster Radio. Beach Corner with Diana Chickie is sponsored by Exchanging Vows Bridal Boutique in Collingwood, Ontario. Visit exchangingvowsbridalboutique.com for all your wedding and formal wear needs. Hi, it's Jeff Woods, and you're listening to Beach Booster Radio. I'm Donna Chicky with Beach Corner on BeachBoosterRadio.com, your backstage pass for all your entertainment. My guest via Skype from Toronto is known as Canada's voice of classic rock. He has been on radio and television for decades. I'm delighted to welcome Jeff Woods to Beach Corner. Jeff has been around music for over 30 years, hosting radio programs and series since 1983. He was also the creator and host of the Legends of Classic Rock for 14 seasons. Heard internationally by a million weekly listeners across Canada and around the world. Recently, he published his first book titled Radio, Records and Rock Stars. During his career, he had access to hundreds of rock stars where he has spoken with them on and off the air. Jeff is also host of a weekly podcast show where he shares conversations about the most legendary bands and those attempting to make their mark today, along with strange stories in rock and more. Jeff will discuss his book and how music and the industry have changed over the years. Don't go away, we'll be right back with Jeff Woods, radio broadcaster, author and publisher of Radio Records and Rock Stars. You're listening to Beach Corner, brought to you by Exchanging Val's Bridal Boutique in Collingwood on Beach Booster Radio, with Saga Beach's only truly local radio. Hi, this is Gino Vanelli, and you're listening to Beach Booster Radio. You're listening to Beach Corner on BeachBoosterRadio.com. Joining me via Skype is Jeff Woods. He has been around music for over 30 years, hosting radio programs and series since 1983. He was also the creator and host of the Legends of Classic Rock for 14 seasons, heard internationally by a million weekly listeners across Canada and around the world. Recently published his first book titled Radio Records and Rock Stars. Welcome to Beach Corner. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me on. That was a fantastic introduction. Well, thank you. You have accomplished so much in your career and now a first-time non-fiction author with Radio Records and Rock Stars released May 2016. Tell us a little about your career as you have a very interesting work history. I've been very fortunate. You're right. It's, it, it has been interesting. I feel very fortunate to have been able to make a living doing something that I've enjoyed so much, you know, related to music. And certainly uh, I am a musician, but I consider myself an amateur. I might say a hack, but I love to play. But I knew that it was going to be a tough grind, as you know, and as all musicians know, it's uh, it's a long way to the top. So I went the radio route so I could help you know, prop up the careers of artists that I admire and, and got a chance to play them on the radio, interview them, and ultimately the some of the best interviews that I've been able to do ended up in the book. Great. So how has radio changed over the years? That's a really great question, and it's changed so dramatically. Uh, I, I actually spoke with 
uh, a legend of radio and marketing named John Pericol. John uh, was born in Toronto, and he went to uh, to live in the U.S. some years ago. As a consultant for radio, he dealt with innumerable radio stations around the world, but mostly in North America, and other brands, too, from Nike to Rolling Stone magazine. And John contributed to the book. I asked him that very question you just asked me. What's changed? How has it changed? And what does it mean? And what does it mean moving forward? And while there's a chapter in the book that details all of his thoughts around it, I'll give you this much. Um, it was when radio um, started getting bought up. You know, Joe Blow owned a radio station, but not many, you know, mom and pop stations exist anymore in North America. They all got bought up by big corporations. And that's the key to the changes that have come. Big corporations in their move to acquire more and more media effectively had different goals and values in mind than, you know, the mom and pop shops of the yesteryear, which some still exist and some of the values still do, uh, you know, exist. But largely it's about profit. And when it's about profit, mm -hmm. it's less about content. And when it's less about content, it's less about the audience, in my estimation. So it's not as much fun anymore for a lot of people that were used to doing radio in the, in the in the golden era, which kind of ended, oh, started to end in the late 90s and the 2000s. And it's a very different playing field. And you know, Diana, the, you know, the bells and the Rogers and the choruses of the world mm -hmm. wanted a, a place to put their commercials so they could sell more products. And that's largely what they're doing. I'm not saying that I don't like radio anymore. I just like it less And I find myself listening to more and more satellites. Little Stevens Underground Garage is an example that I just think all the good radio went <laughs> where, where, where music doesn't have to be the same five or six hundred songs. It can be really broad and you don't have to hear the same songs over and over. And from a content standpoint, you get a little Steven talking for seven, eight, nine minutes and it's thrilling and compelling. And I want to listen more and I won't get out of my car because I want to hear everything he has to say. And modern radio, to me, is more bite-sized. You get a little bit uh, at a time, and a lot of it isn't that deep. So you can you can tell I'm pining for the way it was, but 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 a lot of the way it was exists now on satellite and in podcasts like yours, yes, where there's conversation that goes a little broader than you know modern radio. Might. Absolutely. So, what do you like most about your work? Having said that. Well, it's a great point. I, I like creating shows, and, and, and I like uh, inserting uh, interviews with rock stars into my shows mm -hmm. and, and, and really revealing some of their new music in, in a perfect world. If a, if a Tom Petty or a David Gilmore is putting a new record out, it's my desire to speak with them, to get behind, um, you know, into the stories behind the music and to feature that. So that's my favorite part about it, interviewing and then sharing with the audience these conversations and hopefully some new music once in a while. And some of the album tracks, some of the gems that don't get heard as often as the hits. So of all the work you've achieved, what are your fondest memories? I mean, you must have so many. I really do. Um, just being on the air back in the day 
when we actually saw on turntables. That is one of the most sort of nostalgic, romantic memories of my career. There's nothing quite like dropping a, a needle, queuing up a record, and then uh, you know giving it an introduction, giving some background around the artist or the, or the record, and hitting play and cranking the volume. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> that said otherwise you know interviews with some of my favorite artists and, and you know the first one that comes to mind is, is always David Bowie oh I, my favorite right your fave <gasps> yes oh, man I oh mean, yes I've been connected so much and, and and I didn't realize how much until he was gone and and then you heard from people that didn't share their um, stories and their connections with David until they were faced with his death and and it's 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 astounding to me that it was such a huge secret that he was so ill. Uh, a testament, I guess, to the close knit you know atmosphere of his family. And mm-hmm. I just miss him a lot. And oh, I love. Oh, I think we all do. Were you ever starstruck? I was a little bit with you know Mick Jagger and Keith Richards and Robert Plant and 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 the Biggies, right? And Ringo Starr and but. I got over it usually within 20, 30 seconds because I had a job to do. I had to talk to these people. So, And then, and then I realized, you know, as, as, as cliche as it sounds, everyone puts their pants on one leg at a time, as it were. And, and they have the same trials and tribulations and, uh, you know, issues and uh, challenges that we all have. Maybe mm-hmm. a little less money challenges, but otherwise they're, they're human. And, and when I was younger, inexperienced, I was super starstruck. And I, and, I, and I didn't know how to approach them in a professional capacity uh, as easily as it would become after a lot of practice. So when I saw David, I wasn't starstruck. I was probably smiling ear to ear <laughs> and happy that I was about to speak with him for the oh first time. And uh, But he, he put me at ease. Within two seconds, it felt like a conversation between two old friends. How wonderful. So, you know, what are some of the great stars you've interviewed? You're talking a little bit about it, or you worked with over the years at Radio Biz that really stand out for you. Well, you know, often it's those ones that had struggles in their lives. Like, think of Joe Walsh. When, when, when Joe Walsh, um, you know, came up, particularly through the early 70s, and was on tour with his band, The James Gang, and opening for The Who, and became friends with uh, Keith Moon, the crazy lunatic Keith Moon, and Keith decided he liked Joe and mentored him in the ways of ruining hotel rooms. And, and Joe became much like Keith, an alcoholic, and Joe probably wouldn't have lived were it not for getting help and becoming clean and sober. And it doesn't make Joe any less interesting, as you know. It just means he could live and continue to work. Because when the Eagles got back together for the Hell Freezes Over tour and album, they wanted Joe. They realized they couldn't be the Eagles the way they wanted to be in the absence of Joe Walsh. And they also realized that Joe couldn't be an Eagle if he didn't clean it up. He wouldn't have been able to go on the road and function. Mm -hmm. So they said, go away, do it. And he did. And he found love again. And he married, you know, Ringo Starr's wife's sister. And he had a whole new second chance at life. I love those stories. Stories of redemption. Stories of uh, rebirth. And that's why I love a guy like Joe Walsh. Or a similar story in a guy like Nikki Six from Motley Crue. I was never a big Motley Crue fan, honestly. But I really like Nikki Six as a radio host and as a, as a guy on the planet that has a lot of compassion and artistry and kindness and humor 
So those are two. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's pretty good. So is there an artist you have yet to interview? I mean, you've interviewed so many, and in your book you could see a list. But is there still one that you have There's, yet? Well, that's a great question. I always say when people say, who have you interviewed? And I always say, let me give you the short list of people who I haven't interviewed. It's easier that way. It takes less time. And there's a short list. It's Tom Petty. It's Eric Clapton. It's Bob Dylan. It's Bruce Springsteen. And people say, what about McCartney? And I say, you know what? As much as I love the Beatles and Paul and his solo career and everything, I find that Paul doesn't go that deep. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think I ever want to interview Paul unless we had enough time that he could go really deep. But the rest, especially Patty, I would love to speak with. Excellent. So do you find social media has made an impact on artists? It's made an impact on everyone, artists included. I'm, I'm thankful for social media. I think it's a gift. Um, whether you're in business to promote something or not, it's, I think it was a gift to everyone who got on Facebook in that if there was one great connection you otherwise wouldn't have had, what a gift that is. Mm. Um, I, I, I'm so thankful uh, that radio has social media as a way to promote largely for free be it Twitter be it Instagram be it Facebook Um, it's changed the way we all do business and the way we all communicate and the audience is continuing to react in a really positive way and and it's a I I like the fact that it didn't exist before in radio it was more of a one way street unless you were lucky enough to get through on the phone if that's what you wanted to do Mm -hmm. but but you know it's just opened up the two-way conversation that we have with our audience, and I think that's a wonderful thing. So what are your thoughts on today's music? I think there's so much great music. I think that when I hear people say, oh, the music today isn't like it used to be, well, no, life moves fast, and things do change, and they aren't making new Led Zeppelins and Beatles and Rolling Stones. However, there's a lot of incredible bands. I think that the challenge is... Um, because radio largely doesn't play as much new music anymore. Where do you find it? How do you find it? And there's so much of it. How do you sift through it and find the stuff that connects most with you? It's it's a little more work, and and, and record stores aren't what they used to be either. So it's, it's a lot of surfing the Internet and getting recommendations, hopefully from friends who can turn you on to bands. I think there's some incredible music out there. I listen to a ton of new music, and I'm thrilled that there's still a lot of clubs in Toronto, but there's clubs in Collingwood, there's clubs everywhere that thankfully allow bands to come out and play original music. Mm-hmm. There could be more of them, no question. But people say rock and roll is dead. I say it lives and breathes and sweats and bleeds on the stages of all kinds of clubs all over the world. You just have to get out and see it. Absolutely. So if you could choose a song that would best represent your personality. What song would that be? <laughs> Against the Wind by Bob Seger. It's my favorite song. I love every word in it. I love the way it's performed by Bob Seger. I love the sentiments. I, it's timeless to me. I, it resonated when I was 30. It resonates now in my early 50s. Against the Wind is a perfect record to me. Joining me today via Skype is Jeff Woods. You're listening to Beach Corner on BeachBoosterRadio.com. Is your new or existing business looking for recognition in Wasaka Beach? Beach Booster Group is your one-stop shop for all things local, all things promotional. Beach Booster will succeed in creating a complete local promotional package that can include high-profile outdoor, print, and radio promotion of your business and services. Beach Booster's community events offer additional opportunity for visible participation of your company in the Wasaka Beach area. 
Peach Booster Promotions also specializes in all types of promotional products and apparel to help you create your local and professional profile. Contact us at info at beachbooster.com or call 705-241-9762. We are local. We are Wasaga Beach. We are Beach Booster. Welcome back to Beach Corner on BeachBoosterRadio.com with my guest via Skype, Jeff Woods. So, Jeff, if you could do it again, what would you change? Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> I think I would get um, more sleep at night <laughs> throughout my career and, uh, and get up earlier and take on the day at, at an earlier hour and get more done. Life is short. Time is limited. I, I feel like... Every moment is so precious. Not to suggest for a second that we don't need downtime and quiet time and time to do nothing, but I think that if I could go back, I would get more done in my career and in my life. That's probably the thing I would change. Your book, Radio Records and Rock Stars, what inspired you to write? You know, a couple of things. I always wanted to do a book, and the audience of my series and my different shows had always said, why don't you write a book? You've interviewed all these people. You've had this great and interesting career all over Canada and other places in the world. Why don't you write a book? So that was the the impetus to get it started. But the impetus to get it finished was that uh, I found myself uh, parting ways with the corporation with whom I worked for almost 20 years, who helped me launch The Legends mm-hmm. of Classic Rock. And then one day, uh, we didn't have a relationship anymore, and I found myself on the beach, as it were, and I thought, well, that's a gift, the gift of time to finish the book. So I sat down in my little studio in the mountains, in the Rockies, and got at it and wrote daily for six months until it was finished. Wow, so it took you six months to write your book. Yeah, effectively. Yeah. Wow, that's that's pretty fast, you know. Well, you know, when you when you when you really want to get something done, you uh, you put your nose to the grindstone and you get it done. I would get up at eight o'clock in the morning and and literally sit at my desk all day, wow. pouring out memories, thoughts, and recollections of of interviews, and and it was really fun. And then to work with my editor and 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 really uh, massage this thing into a proper book was probably the most thrilling thing of my career so far, other than speaking to these great artists over the years. So are you planning to write more books? I would love to write more. I really uh, get a great satisfaction out of out of writing and putting thoughts to, to, to print rather than just for radio. So I think so. I have more nonfiction in me, mm-hmm. but I would also like to delve into fiction and maybe write books not related to music, too. And what do you hope to convey to your readers with your book? Well... It really is a book that alternates between interviews with artists, the big ones, you know, Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, ACDC, David Bowie, and 25 others, and my own life in the business of all of this radio records and rock stars. So every five, six pages, you get one or the other. You get my life story, then you get an interview with Rush, then you get my life story, and then you get an interview with Ozzy Osbourne, and it alternates that way for about 400 pages and includes an awful lot of photos with some of these characters I've had the pleasure of meeting. Are you pleased with the success you have garnered over the years? I really am. I feel super fortunate that somehow my uh, the things that I love about music and, and the storytelling that I've 
chosen to do has really resonated with the audience, both on the radio and now in this book. Uh, I'm thrilled about it. And, uh, and, and, and I had somebody once say, Diana, I had somebody say, people just don't care about music history anymore. I delve into that story uh, in the book. And you know what's come out of all of this is that people do care. People really care a lot. And it's really uh, been shown in the sales of the book, which is which is doing well, both in hardcover and on iTunes as an iBook and on Amazon, Kindle and in paperback on Amazon. It's done well in all of these places. So that's fantastic. Congratulations. Thank, thank you. I'm going to send you your autographed copy. <gasps> oh, and, my gosh. Uh, and I really appreciate you taking the time to speak. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you so much. In your interview with Bob Seger, you mentioned how John Lennon's friend, Elliot Mintz, once told John, you have to keep working because you can. Does this apply to you? It really does. You know, I've, I've said that I won't ever retire. I might slow down a bit at some point. But as long as you have your health, uh, as long as I have a voice, as it were, and the ability to uh, talk into a microphone, I'll continue to do it. And I think that Elliot was uh, ever so practical. And I, I mentioned that to uh, Neil Peart of, of Rush, and uh, he didn't disagree. Of course, Neil has you know, issues with, with pain related to growing older and beating on drums his whole life. So his ability to work the way he used to has been hampered by that. But he felt much the same way regardless. Is there a question you wished you could have been asked, but it was never asked? I can't think of that. What a, what a great question, but it leaves me wondering what it is. And you know, It'll come up in the middle of the night. I'll wake up and I'll come up with the answer to that. At this moment, I can't think of <laughs> can't anything. Think of it. So what's next for Jeff? Uh, I'm going to launch a new series, much like what the Legends of Classic Rock was, only this one's going to be called Records and Rockstars. Go Great. figure. And it will uh, be on a radio near you, as they say, coming this fall uh, across Canada. And we're also searching for stations, U.S., Europe, Australia, wherever people want to hear about the stories behind the music. So there's that. And like you, I have a podcast called Records and Rockstars, and it's, it's uh, I've just finished episode 13 featuring George Thorogood. You mentioned great. Bob Seger. He's in one. And I do one every Monday, and it's uh, all available from jeffwoodsradio.com. So where can we find more information? Is it still at jeffwoods.com as well as purchasing your book? Yeah, jeffwoodsradio.com. You can purchase the book there. You can get the podcast there. You can listen to old episodes of the podcast there. I do a blog once in a while. Everything you need to know about Jeff Woods will be at jeffwoodsradio.com. Well, thank you, Jeff, for being my guest and wishing you continued success. You're so sweet to say, Diana. Thanks. Uh, congrats on a successful podcast. And including me in it is was my thrill. So thank you. You're listening to Beach Corner on beachboosterradio.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back after to this break. Hello, I'm Margaret Atwood and you're listening to BeachBoosterRadio.com Well, this is a wrap for me. I would like to thank Jeff Woods for being my guest and wishing him continued success. I encourage you to check out his first publication titled Radio Records and Rockstars with some of his amazing legendary interviews. For more information and to purchase his book, please visit JeffWoodsRadio.com With Beach Corner on Beach Booster Radio, I'm Donna Chickie. 
Beach Corner now available on podcasts with a new weekly show anytime from our new Beach Booster Radio podcast page. Simply click the podcast button from our homepage to enjoy our unique and local programming. Beach Corner is a regular feature in Beach Booster Publication. If you would like to be featured on Beach Corner, please contact Diana at BeachBooster.com. I welcome your visit to my Facebook and Twitter pages. Bye-bye, everyone. Hi, it's Jeff Woods, and you're listening to Beach Booster Radio. Against the Wind is a perfect record to me. But it was long ago Jane, it was lovely, she was a queen of my night There in the darkness with the radio playing low end And the secrets that we share The mountains that we move to prove And I remember what she said to me How she swore that it never would end I remember how she held me all oh, so tight Wish I didn't know now what I didn't know then Against the wind We were running against the wind
The preceding program is a production of Beach Booster Radio, written, recorded, and produced in Wasaga Beach, Ontario. We thank you for listening to Beach Booster Radio, Wasaga Beach's only locally owned and operated radio station. We are local. We are Wasaga Beach. We are Beach Booster. Hi, this is Brian Smith, Mayor of the Town of Wasaga Beach, and you're listening to Beach Booster Radio.